Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about the upcoming 2022 baseball season. Truly the best part of the year. <laughs> this is why we're alive right here. This is what we've all been waiting for, and it's back. Even though we should have had it back a little sooner than we did, but we'll get into that. Yeah, so we'll get into the lockout stuff first to get through that and then give a little preview of the divisions and the different teams. So to start out, after the Braves won the World Series at the end of last season, we knew we were going into a winter where there would be some kind of lockout issue happening because basically there was a contractual agreement between players and the league and they had to renew it and discuss all these things and get on the same page. And these two sides do not get along, to put it lightly. If you guys don't know, lockouts tend to happen in sports, like normally. They just happen every so often. Some of us haven't really lived through like a strong lockout. There's been crazy lockouts like in the 90s or before that where like, haven't there been some? Not even in baseball, I think basketball too, where like they don't even play a whole season type thing. Yeah, well, in 94, they missed the World Series so, in baseball. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Like, think of that. But yeah, it's kind of normal. It just doesn't happen often, but it's something that it, like it's important to the game. It's how like the game evolves. It's how like players make more money. It's how rules change. You just kind of wish it happens more smoothly and easier. I don't know why it's always such a problem. It's almost like a war within the sport. Yeah, and I get that, you know, the playtime is part of the bargaining tools for each side, but the fans are just caught in the middle of it. And it's not fun to just go through that, especially even like you were talking about in terms of a smoother process. The league didn't even offer or try to discuss anything until like 45 days after the lockout started, which is a total joke and just shows you where they were at, what they were trying to do. And I feel like at the moment we can kind of take a step back because they eventually worked it out only push the season back a week and those games are being made up anyway but when we were in the midst of it and the threat of no baseball for one two more months even it was definitely looking bleak they were like oh yeah push back we're canceling the first week of games i think they might have even done the first two weeks at one point but eventually they went back on it but it's still also leaving players with a shorter spring training which we saw lead to a bunch of injuries in the shortened COVID season, but we won't really see the magnitude of that until later. Yeah, such a different reaction to that because, yeah, we did see like a shorter spring training before and it caused like this whole domino effect and like huge controversies on, like, yeah, pitchers should pitch longer. And there was like this crazy spike on just injuries throughout. This time, technically almost the same thing, like a shortened spring training be- because of that but we were all so thirsty for baseball that almost seems or maybe it's just like the people i follow like everyone's just like yeah let's go baseball like let's play let's get this shit going even though like in the upcoming month or two we might start seeing like the trickling effects of like the injuries start to happen again yeah i think everyone's just so over the lockout stuff now like reporters were literally tweeting when people were walking back and forth between each side <laughs> of the yeah. location it's just beyond so I think even in this episode right now, we should just let it go. I don't think all is forgiven or water under the bridge, but at this point, everyone's just ready for actual baseball to start. 
I'm ready to get past it too. Still, I could publicly say, fuck uh, Manfred. Let's oh, get yeah. him out of the office. Worst commissioner. Worst commissioner. The dude really doesn't love baseball. I don't know why he's in that position. Those pictures of him when he announced that like the season was going to get like pushed back. And he's yeah. like smiling and everything's good. And then the day that they announced the season's coming back and he's like all mopey. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> almost sad. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is your job. Like, what is happening? But that's who we're working with here. But yeah, I'm good. Let's let's talk about actual baseball. All right. So let's start off with the AL East, the AL Beast, home of our team, the New York Yankees. You already know, for people who haven't listened before, we both grew up not far from Yankee Stadium, literally our home team, and grew up with those championship teams with the Core Four and all those groups. And hasn't been quite the same in recent years. It was looking promising like 2017 and then just been a whole bunch of stuff going on. And, you know, there was a whole lot of speculation with free agents this year with Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, etc. And the Yankees didn't really do much. They basically brought on Josh Donaldson with IKF, a.k.a. Isaiah Connor Falefa as part of like a joint deal for sending away Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela, later signed Rizzo and traded away Void and stuff too. But I don't know, kind of a weird offseason for the Yankees. They're supposed to be this new energy now with Donaldson of like a fuck you Yankees, as Aaron Hicks said. But we'll see if that actually happens. I don't think I'm very happy with the offseason my team had. I mean, I think most of us can agree. Yeah. Uh, Off-season with a lot of fucking talent out there as free agents or teams that were willing to trade. And we got two people that we didn't necessarily like or want. Not necessarily IKF, but we could have done so much better. And yet the teams around us got so much better. It was like we were afraid to spend. And that sucks because the Yankees spend. That's why people hate us. We have the money. (laughs) And... We didn't do that. We're in a drought here. What was it, 2009, our last chip? Mm-hmm. It's a long time for us Yankee fans. It's worse <laughs> than the California drought, bro. Like, <laughs> we, need to, we need to get something going. Somehow, our team actually got better. Truly did. Just not as good as it could have been. Shout out to Gary. Not the best Yankee player, but probably like the player I wish did the best. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite Yankee player of the last two or three years. I mean, Geo too, was a personal favorite of mine. Just always brought good energy, amazing on defense. His bat wasn't as high, but he was still a great player to have on the team. Gio was one of the teddy bears of the team. Just like yeah, a sweet, yeah. genuine guy. So, gonna miss him too. Void too. Void's a dog. He was just injured <laughs> a lot. I don't care about his trade as much. Just because of that, it just seemed like he wasn't on the field as much as we needed him to. They never were in on him, really. Yeah. I do like Rizzo. I look forward to him doing good. Kind of like IKF, believe it or not. I like followed him through like Texas and stuff like that. And like he used to do good. Josh Donaldson, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Like to this point right now, fuck JD until he does something good for the Yankees. <laughs> it does feel like this dude could be like a spy just trying to ruin the Yankee season. Like I wouldn't be surprised. He's an athlete. Like he's a good player. I'm not saying he's not. I just don't like him on my team. Kind of would feel the same about Correa. If we did sign him, I would have 
kind of roasted him until he earned his quote-unquote pinstripes but yeah i'll just add in at the end i wasn't interested in korea coming to the yankees just because of all the astros cheating stuff and i saw even one person said like the yankees bringing in donaldson is giving that same edge but without the cheating aspect which i thought was kind of interesting but Rizzo, I'm also cool with, but I really wanted Olsen or Freeman. I just don't think either of them were interested in the Yankees. I mean, Olsen was a trade thing, but the A's were asking for too much from the Yankees. Volpe and Peraza, which is like a whole thing too, of just trying to wait out for these big prospects and putting so much pressure on them, which I don't like. But we've gone enough into Yankee stuff. Let's go into the rest of the division. So we got the Blue Jays who added Matt Chapman, Kevin Gosman, Yusei Kikuchi. They lost Simeon and Robbie Ray, but still an insane team. Definitely not just the Baby Jays anymore, and this season they'll be playing all their home games in Toronto, which should help them after having to go around to a bunch of places from COVID restrictions. And then the Red Sox got Trevor Story. That's their main pickup. They lost Schwarber, Renfro. They picked up a couple other pitchers, but nothing big. The Rays didn't really do much, and then lost Nelson Cruz and some other people. Orioles, you know, just a joke. We don't even need to talk about them, but this division is going to be insane. This one of the two divisions that only matter in baseball. This division being the AL East, this number one, and number two, probably the NL West. The only two divisions that matter in my eyes in baseball. But yeah, it's, it's a strong one, and... I know I just said everything I said about the Yankees. That doesn't take anything away. I still feel the way I feel about their moves. They weren't strong enough. However, after looking at everyone else in the division, I mean, the Orioles, jokes, spend more money, bro. Like, (laughs) you're literally, like, telling your fan base, fuck you. We're not dropping money. And that sucks. That sucks to see any team do. But I feel like every other team in this division didn't really improve that much. Like the Blue Jays, who are like the strong house, you could say, quote unquote, in this division with all their talent, lost a possible MVP in Samian, who actually got MVP votes, and lost their Cy Young in Robbie Ray, and replaced him with Chapman, whose defense is elite. They gained a gold glove, but it's not the same bad as Samian. And, well, Robbie Ray got the Cy Young, so <laughs> you lost the Cy Young. The Red Sox only got story, but they lost some bads, and the Rays... You could say they got worse, but that fucking team just doesn't lose. I don't know how they do it, but they fucking win. So I can't really say much about them. I'm going to keep my mouth shut uh, <laughs> so they don't slap me. But not too bad. It, it seems a little fair. Like, as a Yankee fan, I'm not as afraid, I guess, is my point. Yeah, I mean, I agree the Blue Jays aren't necessarily better in terms of their roster, but their rotation is looking wild. And I think their players are all growing up and becoming better because they have so many young guys. So I think they are going to be just scarier in general. The Red Sox are going to find a way to be good, like last year, I think. Rays are going to raid. They'll get 100 wins somehow, some way. I do think the Yankees, if they're healthy and are on their game, could be competitive. But it's not going to be easy playing, you know, three of these four teams for a lot of games. So... They got their work cut out for them. And also, real quick, one other Yankee thing. They really got to figure out the catcher situation. It's kind of a joke, as is. But, yeah, I think the AL East overall should be really competitive this year. 
I don't think you could really make an easy prediction on who's going to take it. And obviously we're biased, but we're saying, you know, could go anyway. So we'll see. With that said, let's move on to the AL Central. One of the meaningless divisions there are in <laughs> baseball. It's a joke. They are trying to get a little bit more relevant, but let's go with the White Sox first, who got Graveman. They didn't really do too many moves, but they already have a decent team. We have the Twins, who are now a version of the Yankees with uh, some of the players they gained. They did get Gary from the Yankees. They did get Gio. And an ex-ex-Yankee, Sonny Gray, got Correa, which was their big signing. Not from the Yankees, but one of the bigger contracts this offseason. Hope Gary goes to fucking most improved player. And yeah, even Gio. I hope he gets his time in. We go on to the Tigers. Pretty much their big signing was Javi Baez. Not really a meaningful move there. I don't know why they got him. Could have spent your money elsewhere. Indians, a joke. Also or like Guardians now, actually, I think. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't even, like, it didn't even face me. The Guardians. Let's go ahead and con that name. Make a few moves to, like, do those improvements. Get what you need. And they kind of never do. They don't like to spend. They're, like, one of the top five teams that spend the least or something. A joke. Like, come on. And then the Royals, who pretty much got Granky, who came through their farm system and now he's back home not much of a big move they do have a lot of talent coming up like bobby wood jr is in their mm -hmm. team yeah who's supposed to be a stud and they already have a few players they're still like a homegrown team i don't know if they'll have enough to even make the playoffs this seems like one that the white Sox and twins should be fighting for but yeah uh, i don't know that it's uh, much of a scary division here yeah, the White Sox, I think, were already kind of set with what they had. They didn't need to do too much. They just bolstered their bullpen a little bit. But I still think, and you were saying this too, because the division is so weak, last year we saw in the playoffs, they just did nothing against the Astros and got bounced out quickly. So I don't really know what's going to be different for them this year to actually make any change to that. But I guess we'll see. For the Twins, I agree. Definitely rooting for Gary and Gio. Correa, that whole deal was crazy because he wanted like a 10-year 350. He ended up getting three-year with opt-outs after each and etc. He'll probably test the market again next year for a huge contract. But for him to go there for one year, I don't know. Their whole team is just weird to me. Are you trying to compete? Are you not? If you are, you still need a lot more pieces. Maybe they just think the division is so weak that they might be able to squeak into the playoffs or something, but the Tigers have a lot of young, good talent, but it's like in 2025, maybe we'll be talking about them seriously. Yeah, this division, not a whole lot to discuss. All right, so then we go on to the AL West. First up, we got the Angels with our guy, Otani. If people don't know, we have another podcast, Otani Comes to America where we do occasional episodes recapping what's been going on with the god Shohei Otani. It should be interesting to see what he does this year following his MVP season. Trout is supposedly back and healthy. They re-signed Rocio Iglesias in the bullpen as the closer. They added some other reliever arms like Tepera and Aaron Loop and brought in Syndergaard as a starter too. I still don't <laughs> believe in the Angels at all. But I want to see them do good. Then we got the Astros who lost Correa, lost Granky, lost Graveman. They have Verlander back from Tommy John, but we'll see. I feel like they've 
gotten slightly worse, but they'll also still be super solid, as always, in recent years. The Rangers had massive signings with Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager to big deals. They still won't do much this year, I think. Probably more a long-term plan. Mariners got Robbie Ray, Jesse Winker, Adam Frazier. They should be fun. I think they're on the come up and they're a lot closer than like the Tigers, where they still have a lot of young talent, but they've brought in other people to supplement. I don't think they'll be at the top of the pack or top tier of teams, but they're moving up fast, so they should be fun to watch. And then the Oakland A's, you know, they just had a fire sale of all their people traded away, Olsen, Chapman, etc. More to come, possibly. They're kind of a joke at this point, too. Yeah, this division should be interesting because I think we are going to see a slight change of the tide for the last, I don't know, five, six years has been the Astros division to take. And I think for the first time, they're actually going to have a challenge. Mm-hmm. Obviously, here the Mariners did the moves. I say they're arguably one of the more improved teams out of like any team in baseball. No insane signings other than Robbie Ray. That was like good, obviously like a Cy Young winner. And Winker's like really good. I'm a fan. They put up pieces like they did the numbers. They were already a team that was always in that battle for wild card and stuff like that. And I feel like this could push them to at least that wild card spot. But I think they can even get close to winning the actual division. That should be interesting. I like the Mariners. I don't hate on them. Angels. Angels gonna Angels. Angels are like the (laughs) weird West Coast version of the Mets. I think they did get slightly better. Also, we're forgetting, or maybe not forgetting, but didn't mention like Mike Trout is also coming back like the full season, which is part of a reason why you lose 10 more games than you probably should have lost. And Rendon was injured also. A joke of a signing, really. (laughs) So far, maybe he'll come back and make it worth it, but team has the chance it, it truly does again we're assuming everything's gonna go right never really does not for any team but everything goes right and we could be surprised here astros gonna get humbled a little bit they might still take it they could still be up there but it's gonna be a for sure challenge this season and i think this is one of the divisions that like should be fun and that was pretty much it for the al which is i think the fun league this is where you want to be this is the Yankee of leagues, you know what I mean? <laughs> but let's move on to the NL, the traditional. Let's start with the NL East, close to us. I can honestly get offended if you call me a Mets fan. It's all good. No hate, no hate. The Mets, the Mets tried. They always do. I feel like they always try. But now they have Steve Cohen, the billionaire, to just basically be what the Yankees used to be. Hey, they might become the new Yankees. I don't want to say it, but when you bring in money like that, you want to show off, you want to have fun with it. They went for Scherzer. Max Scherzer, the crazy freak, two eyes. I mean, obviously everyone has two eyes, but they're two different colors. Um, <laughs> Starling Marte, who I'm a fan of. They got Mark Hanna from the A's and Bassett as well. It's an improvement. They did lose Javi Baez and shit, but they already had a decent team, still have probably the best pitcher we've seen in the last i don't know couple years with jacob Degrom. i mean you could easily say the mets had the best offseason yeah i think it's dumb in the mariners really yeah solid team not mad at it i wish my yanks did the moves they did i would have been happy i like most of these players i like all of these players actually 
We're going to the Phillies who got Schwarber and Castellanos. Castellanos. Just had to throw it out there, you know, English and Spanish. I hear both ways on TV, but like both of them. Uh, I like Castellanos a lot. Been tracking him since like the Tigers. He was a stud. And Shorby, there's always been the rumor that he was going to be a Yankee for like fucking six or seven years <laughs> now. He's never become it, but he's he's good. He's like a great hitter. This is fun. Uh, the Phillies already had a decent team. They have the MVP, Harper. Shout out to Didi, Reese Hoskins. Ramuto. No, yeah, like they actually have names. Like it's one of those things like they had to do these few moves because they kind of have to keep up with the Mets. Then we go into the Braves who made some questionable moves. <laughs> uh, they got Olsen who I would have been happy if he went to the Yankees. First baseman, stud, young, hits bombs, like fits the team well. But then they also got Kenley Jensen, who, <laughs> if you don't know baseball, know much. He's a pitcher for the Dodgers, always been in the big stage, but tends to not have it at all times. Messes up a lot of games, loses a lot of games, doesn't do his job extremely well. Yet, he gets signed to be the closer for a team that wants to win Well, I don't know all. if he'll be the closer. Will Smith might still be the closer, but... Yeah, he's still, like, battling for it. I think he's not. I hope he's not the closer. But still surprised the Braves got him. And obviously they lost Freddie Freeman, who was going to be their, you know, franchise guy. But contract stuff didn't work out. They got Olsen, who's younger, etc. Not that Olsen is like the perfect replacement, but it's one of those where you're like, oh, that's fine. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I think Braves fans totally turned the tide once they got Olsen and once they extended him right after for like six years or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. They also lost Soler, who... Did his thing in the playoffs, iconic home runs that we probably won't forget for a long time. They brought Rosario back too, which should help. Yeah, Rosario's back, but also let's not forget Acuna, who was injured, should be back, and that should be the real replacement. They should be fine. Then we have the Nats, who should be doing a little more if they want to win it. They did get Nelson Cruz, like their only really big signing. I mean, they have Juan Soto, one of the more exciting players, one of the many faces of baseball at this point. But this team uh, has a lot to deal with in the division. I don't think they'll do much. And then we have the Marlins. The Marlins got Avisail Garcia, who's decent, little veteran, nothing crazy. They got Soler, which is nice. Jacob Stallings and Joey Wendell. Team's getting better. They're a team that's trying to do like the good old farm system, homegrown type players. It should be a decent team, but again, we're talking about a division that stacked with really good teams, so I think they're going to struggle still. They're going to be middle of the pack. Yeah, I think the Marlins, if they were in like the NL Central, AL Central or something, in terms of the types of teams they're around, they would do so much better, but the division is so tough, and they probably even might be fourth at this point above the Nats in terms of best teams. And the whole stuff with Jeter leaving because supposedly they don't want to actually commit and spend and all that stuff, we'll see how it plays out. Otherwise, in the division, yeah, I think the Mets definitely improved a whole lot. I think the Mets are still going to Mets. I say this every year, and every year it happens. They find ways to just do the most bizarre stuff to mess up their season. I mean, last year, even, they looked great on paper, and they couldn't hit for shit. And then DeGrom had injury issues. Who knows what's going to happen with his health? Obviously, having Scherzer there helps, but I won't believe in the Mets until they're in the playoffs proving themselves. 
the Phillies, definitely good additions. Their defense is supposedly horrible, but we'll see. Have decent pitching. Braves, I hate to admit it, but Matt Olson does look great in that uniform. Seems like a natural fit. He's from there, too. I'm sure he's going to mash for them. The Braves are fucking scary. Like, I could see them winning it again, for sure. I think they're easily in that top tier of the league. Nats, yeah. Who knows? They're a kind of mystery. But let's move on to the NL Central, where not much happened. The Cubs are one of those teams, kind of like the Twins, where you're like, are you competing? Are you not? What are you doing? They added Stroman. They added Wade Miley. They signed the Japanese player, Seiya Suzuki. But they're not really good enough to do that much, although it's kind of like the AL Central, where it is not necessarily going to take a whole lot to win the division. So maybe they're doing the same thing of just hoping to make the playoffs and then maybe get hot or something, but I don't see them doing anything. The Reds, also a fire sale team, lost Castellanos, Winker, Wade Miley, Sonny Gray, so many people, they're going to be trash. Brewers didn't really do much. They'll be solid, though, as usual. Pirates are a joke as well. But one of my favorite moves of this offseason, which just happened, is the Cardinals brought back one of your favorite players, one I love growing up too, Albert Pujols, DR legend, who's coming back to his home team for his final year. Yeah, you can argue this is the only good thing to happen in the whole NL Central <laughs> this offseason. A doozy. It's kind of sad. Again, I'm going to keep repeating it. It sucks when teams don't try hard for their fan base. You don't see this type of thing often where Pujols is super old. He's literally about to retire. But the Cardinals said... No, we want you to come back. You're important to our team, to our franchise, can help teach players too. So I respect it. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're writing the movie, making it fun, making baseball romantic again. And this is good. Like you said, Pujols, one of my favorite players, will go down as one of the top, I don't know, 20, 50 players in baseball ever in terms of stats, numbers, and like meaning. This should be a beautiful thing, this baseball season. If your team's doing bad, at least look forward to this. But back to the NL Central, Cubs, I don't know. Yeah, after they got their chip and they couldn't get the back-to-back, feels like they kind of gave up. And yeah. right now they're going through like some sort of rebuild. I don't know what it is. I think we could put the Cubs in a back burner for like five years or something. Reds, who knows when. Brewers, they're always in the battle. They're the ones that kind of try within. They already have a decent team, so I'm not mad that they didn't make many moves they're gonna be the team that's up there that has to lose the division however when it comes to the actual playoffs they're never really gonna do shit other than that yeah this division a doozy i don't know how much fun baseball will be played (laughs) in this division i'll just leave it at that and then as we go on to the next division the nl west you know we're talking about how the mets are maybe the yankee spenders of now we could also argue that's the dodgers too it's getting on my nerves a little I'm in Southern California. I'm surrounded by Dodger fans. And part of it is jealousy. Part of it is jealousy. This team is like... It's a video game team. I know you hear that a lot. But it truly is a video game team. Like, we're talking about... I don't even know. They have like five, six MVPs just on the roster. They have multiple Cy Young, possible Cy Young winners. It's just fucking stacked. Like, every base, every position. 
what happened to everyone's argument like the whole time I grew up of like oh the Yankees spent for their championships they're annoying they're the <laughs> Death Star they're blah 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 where the fuck is this argument now I don't hear that at all like yeah called them you know like <laughs> called them it's like a meme like fucking <laughs> bully them now what's up and it's like no it, it's just the Yankees like we like the Dodgers and again it's because I'm in that area maybe that's happening somewhere else but no I don't think on a national level the Dodgers get anywhere close to the hate the Yankees right? ever got and we grew up without like Twitter and shit they should be getting flamed on like a the regular and that doesn't happen I don't dislike any other players in the Dodgers. I even go to Dodger games. Like, it's not a bad thing, and I root for them. But I just want them to have some backlash, even if they're still good. Like, give them some backlash. They're just too easy. Like, it's such a fucking good time to be a Dodger fan, so I'm hating. With that said, they got Freddie Freeman. Somehow the team gets better. They did lose Scherzer, lost Seager. They also have Trey. Like, that's a decent replacement. Like, I wouldn't be mad at that either. They're fine. However, everyone clapped. I feel like there was cheers, people honking, fireworks went off when Kenley Jansen left the team. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that. Somehow this team, even though they lost more players in the game, I feel like they got better. Then we have the Giants who got Rodon, the pitcher from the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Jock. Everyone knows Jock, especially Dodger fans. And Alex Cobb. They do a good job of like changing players around who have potential but aren't fully there yet so yeah and i mean the whole team surprised everyone last year making it as far as they did they did lose chris bryant posey and kevin gossman it's okay for them and we go to the padres who pretty much just got void yeah i was surprised at how quiet their offseason was didn't do much uh, sucks the goat tatis probably my favorite player to watch just because he's fun and exciting. You don't know what he's going to do when he's on the field type of player. Or off the field, you know. There it is. The boy's injured. Won't be playing for two to three months, I think. But hopefully we see him sometime this season. Shout out to Voight. Hope he does good there. Always liked him. This one, a bit of a shocker. The Rockies Mm -hmm. went crazy with the Chris Bryant signing. I mean, we just mentioned that he left the Giants, but this one shocked me because they gave him what was it like a six-year deal for yeah i don't even know insane amount of money close to 200 or something like 170 180 yeah we were recording a different episode and you're like the rockies just signed chris bryant i'm like what the fuck that makes no sense <laughs> it's so fucking random it was fine if it was a trade or like a one or two year deal but like you're literally putting the stamp on like oh this dude is gonna be a rocky for the next whatever years and that's all they did like lost trevor's story <laughs> doesn't make any sense chris bryant's a good player like he could go off and playing in the rockies we know that people hit bombs there and like your stats kind of get boosted because of the thin air blah 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 but so random like why even spend that money when you're not really trying elsewhere on the team like good luck i'll see how that goes and then we have the d-bags who pretty much just extended Marte. seems like that's going to be his home for a couple more years and Everything else I said after speaking about the Dodgers is kind of irrelevant. This division is nothing, but the Dodgers could have been the Padres, but I don't think they did enough to even mention too much in this conversation. Yeah, I think the Giants could possibly stick around like last year. You never know. I do think them bringing in Gabe Kapler has helped a lot, it seems, for their organization. Dodgers, I mean, yeah, just insane then you add Freddie Freeman, it's unreal. 
Padres. I thought they were coming up on a window. Now, who knows? Maybe if they're kind of putting things together mid-year, even without Tatis at first, then they'll make some more trades. But I think they're kind of punting on this year, to be honest. And yeah, Rockies are a joke. D-backs are a joke. So not much to say on those otherwise. All right. And then before we dip, otherwise for coming up this season, we'll see how our fantasy league does this year. I think we're still rolling like 14 deep again. Haven't done the draft yet. We'll see. And then I know you're hyped to start playing the MLB The Show video game soon for this year with Otani on the cover. First thing real quick, shout out to the homie Jack, the commissioner. Not you, but, (laughs) you know, for the fantasy league, let's get a crack in. I need first pick. Uh, (laughs) Send me your Venmo or anything if you need me. I was just kidding. No collusion here. But yeah, MLB The Show. I mentioned this is my favorite time of the year. Yes, because of live baseball, but also because of MLB The Show. This year with the GOAT himself, Otani on the cover. Super excited. Yeah, the shit looks fire. They're adding some new features. It looks good. I'm sure I'm going to put endless hours to this. Let's just hope I uh, get my Otani on and put MVP numbers online. Because that's all I play. I play online. I go crazy. Diamond Dynasty. <laughs> Hit me up if you're trying to play. But yeah, it looks good. Once the season gets cracking, maybe I'll mention it again in some episode here. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. 28 rings coming soon. The only thing we should lock out next time is Rob Manfred. Gotta hit him with that Nickelodeon slime, you know. That's how he should get fired.